0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 185, entitled Ring Fit Adventures. And uh, my name is Steve, but I am also joined by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going?
1: Hey Steve, pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're also joined by Greg. Hey Greg. Hi everyone. So uh, yeah, uh, we had a couple weeks off, um, because... Uh, you know the 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 anniversary show just took it out of us. That's that's what happened. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, so glad to to see some of you guys in the in the chat. And we're back on a new day and time here on Tuesday. Sorry, we for those of you guys have been waiting in the uh, in the chat room for us. we run running a little late um, for some reason. My microphone just decided to uh, start freaking out and everything um, before the the show. But uh, but we're here now, ready to talk a lots of news because we got catch up a little bit from uh, from the last couple of weeks and then there's a bunch of new stuff and even as as usual um, we have we have stuff that's uh, coming out tomorrow um, because you know that's that's just what happens around here um, And into do foods podcast even when we move it to Tuesday there's a direct the next day. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. Um, Before we jump into any of that, we just want to welcome you guys again and uh, remind you to hit that subscription uh, button there on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you are on YouTube, hit the bell to be alerted every time we post a new video, share this with friends and uh, help us get the word out, join our uh, social media, our discord, all those links are going to be in the description down below or in the show notes on your podcast app. Um, But uh, before we jump into all the the news and discussion and and all the game stuff that we're going to be uh talking about and reviewing today let's talk about what we've been playing over the last four weeks not just two weeks what have you been playing over the last four weeks greg how would we go to you first
2: well considering we had extra time the <laughs> list is still kind of surprisingly short so <laughs> um still playing Fire emblem heroes daily still playing dr mario pretty much daily if not on a weekly basis, getting the events done through all that kind of stuff. Um, and then finally, over on Switch, just been playing Link's Awakening, which I just finally beat like last week. Um, I tried to go for the 100%, but it's apparently I have to do it deathless, and I don't remember where I died, but apparently I did. So, didn't really want to start over again, and don't think I can get the 100%. So, I'm missing like one piece of heart, and some other miscellaneous things but i got like all the seashells and pretty much just about everything else i believe all the items so yep yeah, that's pretty much uh my update there i'm looking to start dragon quest 11 hopefully um tomorrow so
0: yeah nice nice
1: all right barry what you been playing over the last few weeks uh well first off um greg you can get 100 percent uh, the only thing you miss is the final cutscene and in the in the ending uh, if you die, but you can still get everything else. So th- if you don't care about that, you can YouTube it um, just to see how they transitioned it. Uh, that's what I did because I didn't care. I died a couple of times just messing around. Um, but no, I've been, been a little busy uh, on the mobile end. I'm still doing Dragalia, uh, although it's slowing down a bit because it's a lot of repeat events that I'm kind of getting tired of and I'm waiting for the new thing. But Mega Man is coming uh, in the next podcast. Mega Man will be there, um, which I'm happy about and ecstatic about. But I'm also ups- slightly upset with how they're doing the event. Um, pretty much they're not doing a summon showcase for Mega Man, uh, which is both a good and a bad thing. Uh, it's good because it gets to save my money. It's bad because I wanted more units besides Mega Man. But they are giving us Mega Man for free uh, as well as some special weapons and stuff. So that part's cool. Uh, Mario Kart tour, I didn't expect to be playing. I'm still playing it. I've won the past few tours. The tour that ends tonight, the the uh, Halloween tour, I'm coming in fourth in my group. There's, I've tried, I just can't beat the people who are, <laughs> where I'm paired up against. Uh, I don't know what they've done, what, how lucky they've gotten. Uh, I haven't really been using tickets to power up my stuff. I've just been doing the daily stuff. Um, but I'm having fun with it. And I think that's the important thing is I'm, I'm still having fun with it at the moment. Hmm. Um, uh, still half-assing Pokemon Go, um, doing some daily stuff, missing some days. It's, it's not, no longer a big priority. On the Switch end, however, <laughs> Switch end I've been a little busy. Uh, Dragon Quest 11. Uh, I was playing the last podcast and I finally finished it. It took me almost hundred hours to finish it. It is amazing. It is, it, is, it is one of those games that I started the demo and I enjoyed the demo. That's the first eight hours. I'm like, this is, this is fun. And that doesn't touch on the game. And it's not padding length. It's, it's just a very well-told story. And it does some things that I haven't seen done since my favorite RPG, Final Fantasy VI, back in, like, 95. <laughs> and it has one, it, it's one of those games that when you beat it, you think you're done, and you're not. Like, the post-game, it does what, like, Breath of the Wild should have done with post-game. It lets you continue playing after you've beaten it. Mm. Um, which is awesome. And the post-game content, like you'd think, oh, there's just this little... There's like 20-something hours of post-game content, maybe more. Like, it's awesome. Um, highly recommend that game. I'm so happy that, Greg, you're playing it, you're starting it. I can't wait to hear. Uh, Steve, you definitely need to try that demo. Uh, I'm I'm now an advocate for that game. It is way better than I thought it would be. Um, after that, I started ukulele and the Impossible Dungeon. <laughs> and I'm... Over halfway through that, that is a lot of fun. That is more fun than I thought it would be. Um, Although, I I will say this. I enjoy running around the overworld and doing the puzzles in the overworld more than the 2D levels. That's not to say the 2D levels are bad, because they're not. It's just, if you gave me Mario 64 or Mario 3, I'd rather play Mario 64. I like Mm -hmm. the sandbox-type games. So, I kind of wish there was more in the overworld to do, although there is a lot. And there's a really cool mechanic where every level, there's, there's 20 levels, but there's really 40 levels because every level has two versions of it. And depending on what you do in the overworld, you can change between the two versions. Like you can make like a turn on a giant fan. And now the level has wind. You can, you can freeze a lake and now the water level is now frozen in ice. Uh, you know, a bunch of different things to, to change. You can add more enemies. Um, It's just really cool. So I do recommend that game. I don't know if I'll actually beat the impossible layer, um, but it, it's been a lot of fun. I cool. played a little Skullgirls, um, which I actually did not like. I've heard good <laughs> things about it. I did not like Skullgirls. And now I am playing Luigi's Mansion 3, and I am almost done with that. I, am, uh, I just got to the 12th, or I didn't just get to the 12th, but I'm on the 12th floor now. Um, there's technically 17 floors, counting the two basements. So I'm almost done with the game, but it's a lot of fun. I still got to go back and get more stuff, and uh, I'm really enjoying it.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat. Jakester said he's been playing Stardew Valley and uh, playing the Dragon Quest Eleven demo, and uh, he does have a question for you, Barry, after the uh, after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he, so I, I, don't know if he's, uh, if he, if he's bragging there a little bit, Greg, but he, he said he did a deathless run. Uh, maybe he's calling you out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna read it that way. Maybe he didn't really intend it that way. But... <laughs> yeah he's probably just saying hey i did it
2: that's all yeah i, but, yeah. I know it's not difficult it was just because um i didn't really remember the original playthrough and then like i got like it locked be in a room against a monster i didn't have like the bow and arrow for it or something mm. like that and so it was kind of unfortunate that i had to die to it and yeah didn't figure out how to beat beat this one guy in like the graveyard area or whatever
0: yeah I think it definitely takes takes some uh, dedication because there's there's times that I I've died in that game and like it's just best stupid mistakes It's not like it's an incredibly difficult game it's just like oh, I, why did I do that? Um, sort of things, and which is unfortunate when you're trying to do a deathless run. You're like, oh, now I got to start over again, which is fun. Like that's you know the classic game games and stuff like that. But uh, but it's just it is unfortunate when like one tiny little mistake all of a sudden means you have to start the whole thing over again. So.
2: Yeah, at least the Breath of the Wild didn't have a deathless run. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that would be quite the uh, the adventure. Um, all right, so I have been playing, of course, Rocket League. Um, been playing through the latest, latest uh, Rocket Pass and everything. Um, I don't even know what I'm high into that those levels. Um, I'm playing Luigi's Mansion Three uh, as well. Um, not nearly as far as, as Barry is. I'm actually trying to record my footage and everything and, and live stream some of it. Um, I actually opened up my YouTube gaming channel again um, that I hadn't touched since uh, 2013 um, because I realized that every once in a while I tried to stream over on Twitch and I just it's next to impossible to you know start a following over there and I was like you know what I actually got a decent amount of followers on my gaming channel let's open that back up um, you know after like seven years of inactivity and um, and uh, so I've been posting stuff over there um, and everything so I got two videos of my gameplay over there Uh, but it's been really fun I, I really love the the cutscenes and everything else. I almost what it makes me want, though, is a um, is a Mario and Luigi um, arc, or like a cartoon. Like, yeah. can that we could just have that? Like, I want, I want that because it was so well done. I think the cutscenes are some of the best that Nintendo has put out. Um, in in that game so I also played Jackbox game six Um, had some friends over what was that with the November 1st so like the day after uh, Halloween had a had a little party over here and and played some Jackbox and uh, that's pretty fun some of the they're a little you know hit or miss uh, on some of the games but it's it's been pretty fun Um, played some ring fit adventure we'll talk about that in just a bit Um, and then played zombie driver um on, on Switch as well. Um that is a really interesting game. Um hard to control and know what's going on and uh pretty much next to impossible for a first time player to really know what I, I I failed horribly. Um and uh I think actually I can't remember if I put that up yet, but it'll be up on the Fuse channel pretty soon. Um and then played some Burger Time Party, um, which is a pretty simple game as well. Um but it's pretty fun if you're a big Burger Time fan. And then um, played and reviewed Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz uh, HD. Um, and I personally feel that it is lacking because they took the motion control out. And I know I am uh, not... Or I am in the minority with that of the other reviews and stuff that I've read after I put mine together. Um, but I think that game was built around motion control and when they took it out, it's, uh, the camera is incredibly jarring and I, I don't know. I don't really enjoy it at all. I got motion sick. Um, pretty, pretty, you know, soon after I started playing, um, because, because of all that. Um unlike Buberry, I've actually stopped playing Mario Kart because it is no longer fun for me whatsoever. Um it I is noticed. yeah I I'm done with it. It it's yeah I'm going back to re- regular real Mario Kart. And uh but I did get a chance to this is not a game but I finally did get a chance to uh get a Switch Lite in my hands went to Best Buy and they had uh one on display and um that thing is incredibly comfortable and I really liked it in my hands. So that's my short, simple first impressions of the Switch Lite. It was actually like, mm, okay, I could see, I could see this happening. So all right,
2: um, but yeah, so that's a lot. I see you um, um, uh, got rid of uh, Dr. Mario World because you're no longer on my friends list.
0: I didn't get rid of it. It's still on my phone. That's weird. Oh, maybe it it's like um, might really as gone. well take it. It shows
2: Barry's still there, but I know Barry hasn't played it. Yeah, I've never. That's forever. weird. I don't know if it like lost the link to your Facebook or something. Or... Oh, maybe,
0: maybe. I do know there was a couple other games that I that I played that they're like not Nintendo games on my phone, and they lost the link to Facebook. So I wonder if I have to go back on and like reconnect it or something. Weird. Maybe. But... The
2: uh... oh, I guess Steve uninstalled it because <laughs> he wasn't playing.
1: That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still there. Like my account still exists. So I don't know. It's funny, you, you mentioned about uh, Monkey Ball uh, with the motion controls, which is it's one of the games uh, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe get some time to go play, um, just because I love Monkey Ball. But it's funny, because I'm actually having a problem with Luigi's Mansion 3, with the controls, and I'm not the only one. And it's probably my biggest complaint, not probably, definitely it's my biggest complaint with the game, is that you can't invert the controls. Hmm. And what's weird is that the controls are inverted in Luigi's Mansion 1. Uh, but they're they're not inverted in this and you can't and i really hope they fix it with the patch of course i'll be done with the game by then yeah and i think in 2019 there's no reason not to have that option it doesn't take away anything from the game it just gives people a choice and i think the reason it bothers me so much is i'm so used to having inverted camera um because right stick is usually camera um here it's the opposite so i'm spinning around and i'm mm. getting hit by like bats and rats that i shouldn't mm. be just because i can't like i'm trying to pwn at them and and I was just spinning around in circles, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> like, just point that way. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I felt it, it's actually kind of similar
0: um, for Monkey Ball, too, because I feel like the sticks are a little too sensitive. Like, I want to I wanna tone down the sensitivity, because I've noticed myself in, in Luigi's Mansion as well, spinning too much. Like, I, I just want to, like, barely move, and he's like, whoop, whoop. And like, calm down, Luigi. It's okay. Like, just barely move. I just want to bear it. And I also think it's interesting. Like, I didn't realize they had, had motion control for yeah. um, for that as well, which I do like. But it's only up and down. It's not left and right. And I it would have preferred works, everything.
1: But, but I would, you know, what I'd rather rather use a stick. Yeah. I'd rather just tilt up or and, down with the analog stick. But
0: I think at the same time, like I think what you were saying is 2019, you have the ability to incorporate all of this. Just give us all those options and let yeah. us turn on
1: what we want to turn on, turn off what we want to turn off. I think yeah, I think they'll do it in a patch, but I think it's an oversight. I think in, in 2019, 2020, if you make a game, a 3D game, just give people the option. Yeah.
0: Especially when you have uh, systems now and controllers now that have multiple options on it. Like. They yeah. they're built for that that purpose,
2: yeah. Options are always a good thing, never a bad thing, right? Exactly. So want right. to be able to jump with a certain button, they should be able to jump with a certain button.
0: <laughs> That's right. What was that? There was another game that I they switched up the jump and run buttons on me and oh, totally threw me yeah. off. Uh, oh, it was a uh, shovel knight. I was like, I had to go in there and turn that thing around. I was like, why did you switch this on me? Like, I've I've been programmed for so long that those are different buttons, and you go and decide to switch it up?
1: <laughs> I remember Mega Man Anniversary Collection on the GameCube where they switched Jump and Fire mm. in, in, in opposite as the Xbox and the PS2 version of that game. And it's like, all, all our life we played Mega Man yeah. with A, Jump, and B, Fire, and now you're switching that on us? <laughs> yeah. What? No!
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, uh, Jakester says, at least Banana Billets uh, isn't a VR game. Yeah, that would be oh, awful uh, that you see bananas thrown up everywhere. Uh, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's move on and uh, talk to another game that, that may make some people throw up. Uh, let's talk about Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, so I, you know, of course I, I have it. I liked how the, uh, when you open up the box, it had kind of had it a little bit on display, a little bit. It was kind of tilted, it's just sitting in there. It was kind of nice, little display. Um, You know, you got your, your, your ring thing here. Like it's, it's, I don't know. Like, I think it's pretty good build quality. Um, This is actually a pretty significant uh, device there. Um, The leg strap is, is kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. It's just, it's weird, Um, but it works, I guess. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I have had about that much time with it. And to be completely honest with you, it all started about mm, an hour and a half ago. So that's when I finally opened the box and finally tried it, um, because I've been playing all these other games and on the go a lot lately, um, so I haven't really got a chance to finally sit down and and play it. And uh, so about an hour and a half ago, I sat down, or didn't sit down, I stood up and and played it, and um, I think I logged about nine minutes of actual gameplay, and I was uh, pretty much, dripping with sweat already. Um, so I will say from first impressions, it is, sig- is a significant workout. Um, it actually, it does a really good job of, of getting you worked out, um, and everything. And there were, there were muscles that I had not moved in a long time because of the squeezing and different things like that. So, uh, so yeah, um, very quick first impressions. it's it's not bad um for the for the workout side of things i haven't played enough to to think you know beyond that but um as far as a workout even the very beginning things i did was a was a pretty good um game uh have either of you guys uh got any time with Ring Fit adventure
2: not me it's been on my christmas (coughs) list so i might get surprised with it on christmas day or i'd have to use christmas money to get it so all
1: right. Yeah, I I have not actually played it, but I've watched my wife play it, and she she's on the second world. Uh, she loves it. I've watched you know you know she's breaking a sweat and she's she thinks it's great with the checking. But the problem is again, it's it's life, it's time. Mm-hmm. And she she set a reminder on her switch to remind her every day, like I'm going to do this every day, and then life happens. She stays late at work, or you know. We, we had to go take care of dinner. We just actually, between podcasts, we had a carpet ripped up in our house uh, for the hardwood, and we, we went back to hardwood. Uh, so that that's a whole process, and we hey, we couldn't get upstairs. And, you know, like, it's, it's one of those things where, in an ideal world, like, I would be playing with her. I've been playing all these other games, and it's like, I'm not going to stop Dragon Quest right now to get into a new other PG where I'm going to work out. And I know I'm not going to be able to give it that time. And it, it's one of those things where if you want to work out You can go to the gym, you can go for a jog. That's great. But if you do it once, you might as well not do it at all, really. Like, that's not going to do anything for Mm -hmm. you. So I'll probably tackle it, ironically, when I have time. Um, Hopefully after some of these bigger games... You know, leave November. There's a lot coming out right now that I really want to play. Um, you know, maybe around Christmas time and and January and stuff, when things are calmed down a bit, I'll I'll give it more of a go and more of a chance. But from everything I've seen, I love the presentation. Uh, it's it's really in depth. There's a lot to it. Um, she even had to uh, replay a level to grind to get to the next level because she wasn't strong enough to defeat mm. the enemies. I'm like, wow, there's grinding even in this work at RPG. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I think it's it's very novel. It's well made. Uh, and a lot of people are joking that Ring Fit Adventure is a better RPG than Game Freak's Little Town Hero. Oh. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like Game Freak, who done so many RPGs, can't beat a workout RPG. So uh, take that as you will. But yeah, I I do recommend it from everything I've seen. I just I wish I had more time right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think the cool thing is that I even during the like the initial like uh, tutorial levels and stuff, I I was surprised at how much again how much of a workout I was getting because I actually I think I thought like so I, I picked one of the the workouts I like coming up to the first enemy and uh and I was like okay I'll pick this one and so it's like you raise it over your head and you squeeze and I was like okay cool I did it once and I, no. I and it, it's, <laughs> I was, it's like do it again I was like okay I did it again okay can I pick a different one? nope do it again okay oh okay i set. get this now oh my arms are about to fall off and i still have to go keep going and go faster oh okay
1: last and so you like
0: faster yeah and then finally like i i understood and understanding it a little more and everything and then i started realizing wow okay i'm wanting to get past this guy but i need to put the effort into it i'm like i could totally see like how this is all going to work out so i'm i'm actually looking forward to um to having that thing because i think it's totally you know we've been talking about this for a long time people are trying to like gamify everything because of like it just gets you into it more and i think exercise is definitely one of those things like gamifying it like this like i want to get past those those levels i want to progress in the game and in order to do that i've got to put more effort into it and i've got to actually put the time into it and so it's uh it's definitely it's playing on that that little thing in my brain that's going to be like okay this is going to get me to to exercise more often and it's uh and it's also working like i said like with the ring i don't know how it works out and i'm sure they've talked to a bunch of fitness experts and things like that but the squeezing and the pulling is working different parts of my arms that i don't think i've really had had worked out with regular like lifting weights or or things like that um so it's it's a cool concept i think um that you could even pair with other types of workouts if you wanted to as well so but uh but yeah your wife wife is enjoying it so far though
1: yeah Yeah. so she's played it i think two or three days um since it's come out and she played on day one Uh, um like i said it's it's life yeah. Like right now I mean she could be playing it while I'm I'm doing this podcast but <laughs> instead she's watching the little mermaid live cuz she wants to see that so of course yeah
0: of course <laughs> Pri- that's priorities for sure how do the yeah. reminders work cuz I just uh, I just set some up but I haven't actually of course seen them pop up or anything like that
1: I have no idea because she didn't see it pop up, she she set it for like 6:30, and the second time she played it, it was like 7:30, and like I'm just gonna go play it. Yeah. So <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like because I, I think
0: it, I think they do come up on the Switch, and was like that could be a great uh, connection point for the Nintendo Switch online app. I'm like for those to come up on my phone, I'll actually oh, yeah. see those because I don't have my Switch on me all the time. Uh, but I have my phone on me all the time, my Apple Watch. Like if it came up on within that. I was like, oh yeah, I actually need to go and, and fire up the game and play. But if it's just popping up on my Switch and I'm not even around it, I don't know if it's
2: really going to help. So, Well, but, I mean, if it does pop up on your phone and you still don't have your Switch, I mean, how are you going to be able to play it anyways? Good point. But at least I'd see it. <laughs> good point. Well, um, so all I can right. use the reminders in your phone and be like, oh, play Ring Fit at
0: That actually is probably the better idea than, yeah. uh, than just using the built-in one. that's a smart idea (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let's move on and uh just a quick moment i wanted to make sure that you guys knew um that nintendo did a a few weeks ago now send out a a tweet um just make sure you don't sit on your switch i I just want to let you guys know that that's that's a bad thing nintendo wants to let you know so they they made a public service announcement via tweet to make sure you don't sit on your switch so just
2: just let you know Is that yeah, even a better problem? <laughs> Isn't that part of my snacks? workout in and ring? Adventure? <laughs> right. And I do the squats. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. All right. Um, On to more important news. They also uh, let us know about a lot of sales reports over the last uh, few weeks. So they did have their investor briefing that just happened. Uh, So we found out a lot of um, most recent information from that. Um, But as of a few weeks ago, we found out that they surpassed 15 million uh, sales in North America. They are like surpassed that uh, by now as well. Um, Also, Nintendo Switch sales were up uh, more than 20% year to date over last year and then in the US uh, alone Nintendo Switch has been the best selling video game console for 10 months in a row. Um, That was as of last month so that may have actually gotten up to 11 months by now Um, and that's according to the NPD group Uh, and then uh, as of the end of June uh, they had sold 38 million switches worldwide, surpassing the Wii U, and then by the end of September, they had surpassed more than 46.67 uh, million wor- worldwide, and that most likely they will be surpassing the uh, Super Nintendo sales pretty soon. So Nintendo Switch is still selling like crazy. Uh, Greg, what do you have any thoughts toward this uh, more than just kind of congratulations, Nintendo? Any, uh, any thoughts about uh, Nintendo still
2: selling like tons of switches? <laughs> That's obviously very incredible. I mean, I mean, you have to know it, it would have to pass the Wii U. I mean, the Wii U was considered, well, like the Wii the, U a
1: long time ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was going to say that was, that had been a long time ago. Yeah, that's definitely good to see. I'm surprised it's actually catching the Super Nintendo. I thought the Super Nintendo was probably was higher up there than it is, I guess. But
1: 40-something yeah, million, I think, Super Nintendo.
2: Oh, I didn't realize... Something. Wasn't Super Nintendo the um, third most Nintendo console?
1: Yeah. The Nintendo, console the NES was like 50-something yeah. million and the Wii is 100. 100. Yeah, 100. Yeah, so... We'll see. Yeah,
2: I mean... So, really good feed i mean they still got a long they still have some several years ahead of them so we'll have to see how they handle the new xbox and playstations coming out next over the next few years so yeah
0: yeah barry do you think it's uh does it have enough legs to actually uh surpass the wii eventually or are we just going to kind of see it probably nestle right under the right under the wii as the second (laughs) second highest selling
1: um i think it that all depends on nintendo it has the potential to blow past the Wii, and it also has the potential to fall around 3DS numbers, like the 75 million. Um, We ought to remember that the Switch now is the first Nintendo system since the NES to be completely uncontested by Nintendo themselves. Ever since the Game Boy, all home consoles have been paired with a portable and granted when the switch launched obviously the 3ds was still selling now there is only the switch so before when you looked at the Wii numbers it was 100 million that's impressive it was paired with the ds that was 145 million that's very impressive the three the wii u was terrible at 13 million but it was paired with the 3ds which was 70 something million so it wasn't as bad now everything's falling on the switch And Mm -hmm. like Greg said, you have the Xbox Scarlet and you got the PS5 coming next year. That tells me that Nintendo needs to do one of two things. (laughs) They either need to make a brand new console to compete so that they can get those third parties, which would either be a partner with the Switch or cannibalize Switch sales. So Switch would fall. Or they need to make a real Switch Pro, not a slightly enhanced but something that can play the equivalent of Scarlet and PS5 stuff and charge more. Make it a, a $350 handheld. Will it sell a lot initially? No, but the hardcore will get it. And, and this is important, it has to be able to play all previous Switch games and upscale them. So, like, Witcher 3 runs really well, but it has some frame rate stutters. Well, now on the Switch Pro, it runs like a dream. They need to do that to compete. If they do nothing and they leave it alone, will it still sell? Yes, because it has no competition in the handheld department. So yes, it'll still sell. But it's probably going to peter off you know, at the 70, 80 million mark um, at that point because people have moved on. The Switch won't get Doom 2016. It won't get Wolfenstein 2. It won't get Doom Eternal. It won't get Witcher. It won't get these new third-party ports because Mm -hmm. it won't be powerful enough. And that is huge. And Nintendo needs to realize that. Otherwise, it's going to Peter, and that's that. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But it did outsell the Xbox One. So it's not just about raw power. It is about the games. But we've seen Nintendo take a console and support it 100% themselves virtually with the N64, the end of the GameCube, and, and the the end of the Wii, and of course the, the Wii U pretty much its entire life. And all those systems underperformed with the exception of the Wii, which had a terrible, terrible in, uh, attachment rate with games. Uh, but all those systems were paired with a portable system that helped cushion the blow from lower sales. That's yeah.
2: not the case anymore. Yeah, yeah. Forgot though, the Switch does have Doom sixty four.
1: <laughs> it does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Go. The Switch like library. I to see the Scarlet
2: is awesome. play that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Switch's library is one of my favorite libraries, and soon to could be my favorite library of all time yeah. because of how many games are being brought to it. Hands down, the library is awesome. Yeah, it's just is 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 it going to be able to survive on older games? Or will people want, like Cyberpunk, for example. People want Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is not coming to the Switch. Yeah. Would it come down the road? They said maybe, but even like Outer Worlds is coming to the Switch, but it's coming uh, early next year, and it's already out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. So these ports are already coming late. Imagine trying to bring a PS5 or a Scarlet uh, game to the Switch, how long it's going to take and how many compromises. It, like do you remember playing like N64 games that were PS1 ports and like the music was like stripped down or MIDI and it was like this is clearly the inferior version of this yeah. game Yeah
0: I remember playing uh Wii ports of, of Xbox and and PlayStation games as well and it was the same sort yeah. of thing yeah. So so here's a question though now that we're getting this far into the into the Switch's life cycle and you know it's going to be before long you know we're going to be celebrating its fourth anniversary. Um so at this point do what what is the better move if you were, you know, a, as we do, we speculate as if we were in fourth. charge of Nintendo a lot fourth third or third, anniversary. third? third third 2017 17 okay so third anniversary so could be there so like what is it better for them to produce a a switch pro sort of thing an enhanced version of it continue with the switch line and continue to just keep adding you know like get those numbers higher or is it better to produce a an actual a brand new console that they call Switch Two or whatever they want to call it, but it's technically a brand new console. Maybe it's backwards compatibility. I think it'd be great if it was. I think it would make sense. But is it a better, a different console, or just an enhanced version of the current Switch? What is the better move um, in the next year or something like that to compete with what what PlayStation and and uh, and Xbox are going to do? Greg, what do you think?
2: I would immediately want to jump to the switch too, between those two options, but I think, given what's more the reality of the situation is they're just gonna to continue to rely on their' heavy hitters. <clears throat> we got like Breath of the wild 2, and like animal crossings coming up in like next year, and we have still Pokemon coming out in a few weeks, and it's next there's still like tons of um life about like life still gonna be around on the switch and. Metroid Prime 4, I even forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to try to rely on those. I think if they try to go for a mid grade, it could cause some stagnation. I mean, at least with the 3DS, they were, I felt more stagnant that they had the um, games that was only on the new 3DS and then, then they had to make games that were on both. So I think by doing that kind of concentration, they couldn't kind of. Could overall affect the sale, like the sales of those games that are that have to be split or only on a newer one as opposed to also on the older one. Yeah. So that's why my approach would be more of the direct uh, successor switch to, because then you have another platform and then building up the library from there. But as you said, the backwards compatibility would be very huge for them to have to be able to still be able to play. Breath of the Wild One and Two on the newer console as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and, and and maybe this is a, another question, Barry. Like, as you as you think about that as well, like, it, what's the what's the difference then if if it is backwards compatibility? What is the difference between an enhanced version versus a sequel? If if both of them have backwards compatibility, does that really matter um, in the end, or or what? What do you think?
1: Um, I think it matters. Uh, The reason I say that is there's a big difference between a sequel and an enhanced version. A sequel is another generation up in power. An enhanced is usually a slight increase in power. You look at the PS4 and you look at the specs of the PS5. There's a big difference. You look at PS4 to PS4 Pro, there's a difference, but it's not the same. Same with Xbox One to Xbox One X versus Xbox One to Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you look at Nintendo's own offerings, the DSi was more powerful than the DS, but not by much. The, the three, new 3DS was more powerful than the 3D but again, not by much. And, people and then you make, had, you know, the GameCube is the <laughs> same as the Wii, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people make a big deal about like, oh, it was exclusive games. You know what? There were, there were like five physical games dsi games and there was a four physical new 3ds games or maybe five like it's such a small margin it's not a big deal people make a big deal out of it but nintendo did something that that might be biting them in the butt and what that really is is they they came up with the switch mid-generation and if they were to come out next year and say holiday 2020 to combat the ps5 and to combat the 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 Xbox One, scroll it. Here it is, brand new Switch too, and Switch is now dead. You're gonna piss off a lot of people that just bought the Switch. The Switch isn't even three years old yet. They can't if they kill it now. That's like that's worse than the Wii U. And this system is selling unlike the Wii U. So no, you can't kill the Switch. You can't touch the Switch. What you can do is you can do an enhanced port to tide yourself over or enhanced version, tied yourself over, that is backwards compatible, and plan a Switch to or a, another home console, um, or if they want to stay handheld, stay handheld, but make it on a whole new level, and it has to be backwards compatible. One of the big things about the DS, when the DS launched, you couldn't get the DS. I worked at GameStop at the time, we got six in and they were gone before we opened up the box they contained. Mm-hmm. They were out of there, and the DS launch lineup was not that good. I mean, Mario sixty four was DS was fine, and you know, but but there was really was not that many great games yeah. on the DS at launch. The reason it sold so well was not only was it a new Nintendo system, but it also played Game Boy Advance games, so you could still carry over your old library. The 3DS, that launch was terrible. It had a terrible launch lineup. It obviously launched so badly that they had to lower the price. But one saving grace was it had DS games that could play on it. Mm-hmm. And if you cut that out, that, that would just be terrible. So they, yeah. they You don't want to do that. But you also don't want to alienate those people that are buying a Switch right now. You yeah. they just put out the Switch light and now you're killing it? Wait, what? Like That's just going to piss people off. Yeah. That is a Sega move. That is what <laughs> killed Sega in the 90s. You can't do that. You have to keep supporting the system for at least a couple more years mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to get new people in. So, in my opinion, <laughs> it's really a rock and a hard place. And I'm not going to say one way is better than the other because no one knows. But if if they want to get it all really depends on if they want to get back into the the home console business. If they want to get into the home console business, the best thing they could do is put out a system that competes, actually competes with the Scarlet and competes with the PS5. It might cost money, the diehards will go for it, but they need to do that. And most importantly, It needs to be backwards compatible. There needs to be a spot for you to put the Switch games in and play them. The PS5, we already know, is fully backwards compatible with the PS4 right off the bat. So people may not even care about PS5 games right away, but they may buy it just because it's going to enhance their already existing PS4 library. It's going to have a new VR that's going to play all of PS4 VR's games. Like, that is smart. That is very very smart and nintendo needs to follow suit if they want to be really cool they can have it be fully backwards compatible but nintendo doesn't stick with one medium which makes it very hard to do so but they could put a little switch card reader on there uh, and i think they would need to do that if they want to stay handheld which is perfectly fine and they do want to do a switch too they need to make it significantly more powerful they need to be able to make it play all switch games and they need to still support the existing switch at least for the time being, much like they supported the GBA after the DS came out and they supported the mm-hmm. DS after the, even when the 3DS was failing. Remember, Black and Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 came out in the DS. Pokemon uh, Conquest came out in the DS. Uh, and people were like, why are these not coming out in the 3DS at this point? Mm-hmm. So Nintendo was still supporting the old guard. They have to do that here too. They could release on both systems simultaneously. And so you can get either version, but both versions will play on the switch Two, and and only the original switch version will play on the switch That's something they could do, but yeah, will they do it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and it's interesting too, like to figure out like what what are they gonna do about the fact that they're on on a different cycle They're in the mid the mid cycle like you talked about Do they divide their time by putting on an enhanced and then worry about that because if they if they try to compete with the 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 scarlet and the ps5 like that's that's a full jump to a brand new system yeah. i don't see them doing that necessarily after 3 years so like what are they what's the what's the plan or is it okay they just completely you know almost competing in a different market like they like they have for a while and you know what we don't care anymore we're selling systems we're doing great we're actually surpassing the xbox one it's no problem at all we're doing great we're just going to keep on you know, plowing ahead, Greg. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? They they get back on the same cycle and try to compete there. or They just keep. Should Nintendo just keep doing their own thing?
2: Well, I mean, we'd all obviously would like to to see them compete because that's kind of what the raging thing is, all with the fanboys and everything. But I feel like Nintendo's already done kind of trying to compete with PowerWise. I mean, we've seen this like, several times now, like since the Wii. That it's just they're not be able to keep up with the power because they're more concerned with their end price for like they have a system for like all um for anybody so i don't think that we'll get the power upgrade unfortunately at least for some time like another edition down the line maybe it'll be as strong as like the playstation 4 and the xbox one but i don't know i just see them just kind of like more flatlining on the power like significant power upgrades and just keep doing what they're doing. I mean,
1: Nintendo, Nintendo is fully confident in their own first party stuff and their second party stuff, but they need to have some kind of competing if they want third party stuff. Third parties will not go out of their way to make a switch version if they don't feel the Switch version will sell. And if the Switch version is by far the inferior version, then it's not going to sell. It's a catch-22. We've seen this. One of the main reasons the Wii has the library did is because of the PS2. If if Sony stopped the PS2 supporting and then killed the PSP, um, the Wii's library would have been much smaller because companies made Wii-specific versions of games simply because they were able to port them to the PS2 and the PSP to recoup costs. The Wii U, the the same thing happened at the beginning of the Wii U life cycle. If you look, a lot of their games were 360 PS3 games that were also ported to the Wii U. Once that stopped, the Wii U, what little third party it had, dried up. The Switch is getting a lot of 360 and PS3 games. Now those, you're talking, you know, over a decade old games in some of the cases. And people don't want to play decade-old games right now. The majority want to play the newest game. And, yeah, you got Wolfenstein 2. You got, you know, Doom 2016, Doom Eternal. You know, Panic Button is great. They're putting out current-gen stuff. But current-gen is from 2013. Current-gen is from 2013. That's going to be seven years ago at this point. That's a long time. And, again... People don't want to play seven-year-old games. Like, like I said, Cyberpunk is huge right now. Like, like there's a ton of people talking about it. A ton of people want it. And with it not coming to Nintendo, Nintendo gets zero money from that game. Zero. They could be getting that money. They could be raking in. And, and that's just one example guaranteed the PlayStation 5 is going to get a ton of third-party support. Yeah. The Xbox Scarlet is going to get a ton of third-party support. And and those specific games, those high-quality games, those 4K Uber adventures, Nintendo is going to see none of it because they're marching to the beat of their own drum, which works for them. If they want to put on their blinders and and sell their own games and watch the sales slowly trickle because they stop getting those third-party supports, they're going to get the indies. The indies are going to flock. They're going to get the the, the lesser games like, like monkey ball HD, which, which I'm not saying it's a lesser game. I'm saying it's not a high definition, true 4k game. Um, they're going to get stuff like that. Great. They get a remake of a, of a Wii game, like awesome, but that's not what the majority of people want Uh, Mm as sad as it is. The majority of people that buy games, buy it for sports, buy it for racing buy it for call of duty and buy it for the big triple a marketing push games that you see at gamestop um and outside of nintendo titles nintendo doesn't get a lot of them very very little
2: yeah yeah out of all those genre and games you just specified yeah they haven't been on there since like Wii. so
1: like yeah it's not even, even that on, was the best on
2: switch yeah they're not <laughs> even on switch and it's Switch is doing just fine the way it is right now pretty much so
1: EA's yeah. EA not even putting Madden, and their last FIFA was, was a legacy shit edition. Like, like the, and, and FIFA's a huge game. I don't play FIFA, but I know it, it sells like hotcakes. I don't play Madden, but it sells like hotcakes. It, what a lot of people don't realize is that if you are a console manufacturer, and a game is sold for your system, you get a cut of it because it's on your system. So if Madden's going to sell 30 million units, and if it's 17 million on PS4 and and 13 million on Xbox One, Nintendo sees none of that. Mm-hmm. If, if Nintendo were to get in that pool and say, oh, look, it's 10 million, 10 million, 10 million now, just for example, Nintendo gets a cut of that 10 million copies. That's a lot of money. That's money. It, it's a company. It, companies want to make money. Like This is a no-brainer. Yeah. You want to attract these third parties, and underpowered hardware is not the way to do it.
2: Yeah. But also, they've... There's been third parties that has been on time and time again. They don't like putting their games up against the Nintendo games because they simply aren't being sold on Nintendo hardware.
1: You're right. Especially so. when there's... When there's uh, and, and that's because Nintendo's been so different. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Nintendo has been so radically different. The last time they really competed was the GameCube. And even there, they had the stipulation of the smaller discs. But there's nothing on the system outside like fifa and, and the nba and fifa by the way are selling well on the switch they are selling well despite going against nintendo systems because there is nothing else right if you want to play basketball you have no choice you're buying nba 2k you oh you what, what else is there the playgrounds well guess what that's also made by 2k mm-hmm. so, so you have no choice you're buying those games nintendo isn't putting out competition and even the stuff that Nintendo that is in competition, like Rayman Legends, for example, that sold well on the Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, ukulele sold well on the Switch despite coming out like a year after the PS4 and Xbox One version. Yeah. yeah. So I think that argument is almost moot at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I I, I have no idea. I mean. Yeah, I, I'd love to see you know a pro edition of it. I'd love to see them start to compete more. I'd love to see some of those games. I'm not a Madden player, but I'm I really like FIFA. I'd love to actually see a real FIFA game on there. I love the concept of I it, having Madden on my Switch might actually convince me to play Madden more. Because I could actually that could be fun to be able to bring it around and play that on the go with other people like that kind of a game like that. I could actually see myself um, playing more on the go and um, and stuff like that. So it's it's unfortunate. And I wonder at that point, do they do they think, you know what, it's not like I, I don't know what the, the porting process is and everything. Is it not worth it for some reason or, or what? But um but yeah, if they and if they created that enhanced version, maybe eventually upgraded it to a brand new, you know, uh, hardware. Is that eventually going to bring them back? Or I wonder if the if EA and and other companies like that that they've just you know checked out, and it's you know it's going to take a really really big turnaround for them to actually come back at this point because they've been um, gone for so long.
1: EA, I think EA needs a smaller turnaround. Um, especially after their whole retraction, like, oh, no, 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 we're sorry, because they face backlash. Um, I think, think, you know, porting a game, it's not just pushing a button. Like, all right, here's the PS4 build, here's the Xbox One build, here's the Switch build. There's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. And for systems that are very similar architectural-wise, it is almost like pushing a button. But for things like the Switch... You can't just push a button because the engine may not run. And then you have to recode the entire game. And if you've ever done coding, it is a nightmare to recode and rework stuff. And, and that's just one of those things where it's not as easy to do that. And it, like Panic Button almost had to like, rebuild Doom to get it running. And they did a great job. And like you said, but we would buy, you would probably play Madden because I'm portable. I know people <coughs> that would buy the crap out of it. Because a lot of gamers are, you know, the the those of us that that started when gaming's heyday, we're in our thirties now. You know, the generation be behind us, they're in their twenties, and the generation ahead of us are in their forties. And a lot of us have children. A lot of us are just having children. And a lot of when you when you have a kid, you lose a lot of free time. And you start to realize, hey, I can't sit down and play on the TV for a while, but I can watch my baby, let him sleep, and I could sit in in the chair next to it and play a portable game. Like, holy crap. And if they could play Madden that way, even if it's a little underpowered, they'll do that because it's better than not playing anything at all. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo can capitalize on that so well if they just bring up the power a bit. People... You know the the hardcore don't mind spending a little money. Will the casual buy a four hundred dollar handheld for their five year old? No. You got the Switch Lite. The five year old's fine with that. But the thirty something with with you know making seventy grand a year is going to be like, let me pay four hundred. I would pay four hundred right now for a Switch that could play PS Five stuff. That portably, I would. I think most people who are gamers would do that. Even Greg said, like, yeah, I would get a high. Powered for for that. And you're like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Like, let's do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of numbers and prices, uh, we I got some good news for you guys that have not purchased a switch yet or a switch light, or maybe you're wanting a second one. Um, at least Walmart is finally gonna have uh we're gonna have our first Black Friday sale on on uh switch hardware, apparently. <laughs> Uh, they've got the Switch marked down to $199 for Black Friday, and the Switch Lite for $149. So I, uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty amazing deal, especially for a Switch. So, uh, see so if you've not gotten one yet, and you want to, uh, you know. Put your life on the line and uh, and go out there for Black Friday sales. Then uh, then uh, have at it. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you can do that. If not, then maybe you can. You know, it's fifty bucks for the switch light, but a hundred bucks cheaper for a switch is that's that's a pretty good deal. That's a regular price for a switch light. You can get a switch. So um, yeah, is that is that enough to, to make you guys get a second or a third or fourth or fifth switch? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a. Not
1: yet. No. I'll get a, I'll get a switch light. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm gonna get a switch light. I'm gonna get it from Best Buy. Hopefully they they match that in Best Buy at uh, Black Friday, because I've got gift cards and reward points from all the games I bought. Gonna get so the I'll Pokemon pretty, edition, right? I'll get it for free. i will probably get the turquoise, which yeah. is the most popular. Is it um, really? Yeah. I Fun fact about Walmart though, um, they sell their Switch games at fifty dollars. Like, not 60. Like, Luigi's Mansion 3 is 60 everywhere, but if you go to Walmart, it's 50. Interesting. Um, so, that's something like if you don't have Gamers Club anymore or anything like that, that is something that a lot of people have been talking about. Like, Walmart is selling their, their Switch stuff at 50 dollars. See, the problem here,
0: Barry, um, <laughs> you know, when, when, at one point we had this conversation about physical stuff, and it lasted like quite a bit after the podcast was over. And uh, there was a while back when you told me, yeah, you don't get charged ahead of time. Just go ahead and start pre-ordering them all on Amazon. And so I started pre-ordering games on Amazon, and I paid $60 for Luigi's Mansion.
1: <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You, you I paid fifty nine oh four. You know, No, you pre-ordered right before they took away the Prime stuff, I thought. Oh, maybe this one not
0: because this was later. But I've been I've been doing that since then.
1: Yeah, but I told (laughs) you. But they didn't charge you until it shipped, am I right? Right,
0: that's true. But now I need to cancel all my pre-orders and go buy them at Walmart (laughs) instead.
1: <laughs> I'm. am just letting you know that that's a PSA. <laughs> this is something I've been told. That's so true. Go there. The only
0: problem with my Walmart, I don't know if this is the case on all of them, but they don't ever have them at midnight. I have to wait, you know, wait till later, like because it's a 24-hour Walmart, and it's it's like two miles from my house as well. And so I I'd, I'd drive over there at midnight or just before, and like, oh yeah, you guys, like, no, no, that, that shipment doesn't come in till like I don't know nine in the morning or something. Like, oh man, I gotta oh. go back and go to sleep. I was hoping to get it midnight, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I stopped caring about midnight launches. I'll play it when Amazon delivers it. I'm yeah, I'm fine I, waiting at this. There's, point. there's only certain games
0: that I really that I really wanted to get. Um, but
1: even, even like Luigi's Mansion three that that came like late, lately, Best Buy has been doing um, UPS and UPS doesn't deliver to my house until around 7 p.m. So like even on launch day, I don't get it till 7 p.m. Yeah. So it's like ah, I'll play something else until then. I'm not going to go
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm done getting games on Amazon after they gave me three houses like two or three days later. it was like, yeah, um, that's ridiculous. This was, was pre ordered. This was supposed to be on like. I over- hope you got
1: stuff back for them. That's, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah that is crazy uh also uh i thought it was just a, interesting just a note i don't know if there's much uh, conversation around this but uh there's a there's a device called the analog pocket that's going to be coming out in 2020 that's going to be able to play game boy and game boy gear games um did you guys see this and uh does it interest you greg what do you what do you think about this
2: probably not really uh terribly too much um looking kind of like the classic Game Boy, so I would more likely like the original hardware than getting something that just plays uh, the games. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's probably got a better battery life, I'm assuming, than the original Game Gear, which would be exciting. Um, but, uh, yeah, Barry, uh, you excited about uh, the Analog Pocket?
1: Actually, I am. Um, analog has been making some really good quality systems, and I don't own any of them. They are expensive. Um, but from everything I've heard, they're really, really good. Um, I, I do play on original hardware, but there was a problem with some of those, you know, systems. First off the game gear. I mean it just it's a battery slog. And any game gear you find now, the capacitors need to be resoldered. Mm-hmm. The the image is, is gonna have lines through it, the sound may not even work. Um those systems back then were made very cheaply. The Turbo Express is another one that has these problems. And the Atari Lynx, like any of these systems, you're gonna need Resoldering, And if you can't do it, you need to find someone that can do it, or you're not really even going to be able to play with the original hardware. So this is a godsend because um, it's like an all in one. And the fact that the screen itself is, is a higher quality screen backlit the whole nine yards. Um, it's going to be good quality stuff. So I'm excited for it. I don't know the price yet, um, but yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not sure it, if they really the price yet or not. But...
1: It's something that if you, Have a backlog of Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, you have them still sitting in a drawer and you may want to go back to it. If you try going back to like an original Game Boy right now, you'd be like, holy crap, how did I ever play on this thing? Um, So this is your solution for it, really. Yeah. Especially until, uh,
0: yeah, until they, until. Nintendo does something like releasing, like you know, the the Game Boy lineup on on Nintendo Switch Online or something like that. Um, that's that's pretty much it, unless you want to you know break out your old Game Boy or something. And like you said, some of those systems, like the Game Boy, is still stands up pretty well. But Game Gear, that's that's a different story. And uh, you know, the Game Boys, you know, survive you know fires and yeah. you know, uh, bombs and everything else, um, and still are great. But um, but uh, but yeah, some of those games you can't really play um let's uh let's talk about uh let's talk about game uh gamecube a little bit you're like what that's crazy um yeah there's actually a third party uh system out there a third party company that's created um some gamecube joy cons for the nintendo switch um so the these have come out fairly recently uh i didn't get any um, I I held off, even though it was it was very tempting because I'm like you know what Smash Brothers with that actual Joy-Con that looks like a Game Cube controller okay that sounds really exciting. I'm glad I held off because of all the reviews coming in. I hear they're pretty much crap. So uh, <laughs> so what do, you, what do you guys think about these? I, I have you? Uh, I, I see you know Barry shaking his head. He he's so excited about them. <laughs> so uh yeah what do you guys think about this is it's is, is it do you think it's worth it are you actually even tempted to get them or you're like you know what i'm just gonna hold off and only
1: get the the nintendo branded ones what do you think barry i'm not touching them with the 10 foot pole <laughs> um i got my joy cons the demon x machina ones the hori ones mm. those are so comfortable and big and they got extra buttons and like that's all i need um I mean, these are more novelty. This is really just capitalizing on on trying to be novel. If you want to play GameCube controller, there are GameCube controllers for the Switch already. I mean, granted, it's not portable, but it's they, that's what I'll play. I'll play with those. And if I'm in handheld, I use the Hori Demon X Machina controllers because I really like those Joy Cons, and I recommend them to everybody with bigger hands.
0: Yeah, you could probably just get a uh, a GameCube wireless one and just play it in tabletop mode instead. Do that too. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I love that controller. That's why I play Smash the yeah. wireless. Yeah, Greg, what do you think of these? The, did you already get them?
2: <laughs> no, I don't usually get the. I haven't gotten third-party controllers since the N sixty-four days, so <laughs> I don't know. I've never found them to be very. Most of them, the ones that I've used, never be very comfortable. They just feel so different than the yeah. normal Nintendo one. So I yeah. usually always app just to use the normal well, nintendo release controllers
0: yeah so here's the the real question though do you think i mean finally we got a third party even though they're not very good but would do, do you think that Nintendo is actually going to put out controllers like this that are official that actually do mimic maybe older uh, their older consoles controllers or maybe different styles of Joy-Con moving forward or do you think you know what that's 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 old that's those just things that we're hoping for they're pipe dreams and Nintendo is actually not going to ever do something like that what do you think Barry
1: I think when the Switch was first announced. <laughs> People had this idea that there would be different Joy-Cons for different games and oh, how cool would that be? And one of the concepts was a GameCube Joy-Con and N64 Joy-Con. I think if Nintendo was going to do that, they would have done it by now. I mean, they technically made NES Joy-Cons that can't be played as Joy-Cons. They're not going to do it. They're not going to touch it. I think if anything we're going to get next in N64... Wireless, you know, controller, wireless controller from Nintendo, and then maybe an official GameCube controller that's not made by Hori, um, wireless as well. But again, all for docked play. Um, I do not see, and those would obviously be with the the Nintendo online adding in those games, of course, but I do not see them doing this. I think at this point, that ship would have sailed. And if they even if they did it now, it would be more like desperation. Hmm. Um, I mean, specialty, even like special Joy-Cons like the Demon X Machina again, those came from Hori. I could see Hori trying to do it or a third party trying to do it, but Nintendo they, I don't want them to do it. I want them to put their R&D to a Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, what, what do you think? Should they do this? And if they did, what kind of controller, what kind of Joy-Con would you like to see? <laughs>
2: I'd be kind of curious about the N64 one. Would they still be a three-pronged Joy-Con? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah, a little somehow come up with another one that comes out
2: there.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah, that won't be pretty i Despite all its unusualness, I've actually really liked the N64 controller. so <laughs> I never minded it. Nice. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, if you need three hands to use this. Oh, you don't. <laughs> no. That, right you, here for the joystick and the trigger, right here for the buttons. That's oh, right. right you're not holding it right.
0: Like the exactly. whole iPhone thing. No one uses the deep head. <laughs> That's right. I never used that thing.
1: Really? Uh, there were some games that used it. Like Mischief Makers I used it Yeah, I, didn't yeah, was very cheap.
2: I know those are yeah. very few games that used
1: it, but yeah. I'd... I tended to use it if
0: it was a it was a platformer or something like that. Um but it was very rarely that I that I held it that direction. And very I never did the, the other configuration where it was the, the control pad and the and nope, the right hand never. in the middle. Like That was an option, but I never saw a point for that. So, yeah. Um, Jakester says that he sees no point in that. He plays uh, on the TV with the Pro Controller, and when he does play handheld, he just sticks to normal. Um, He uh, actually really did like the GameCube Controller, um, but, uh, yeah, he doesn't see a point in in having Joy-Cons that are like that, though. So. Yeah, I think it'd be nice, it'd be cool maybe if Hori did it. I think it'd definitely be better than these this other uh, company. Um, I think there's some weird choices they made with, with those things that, that make it really odd. But, uh, yeah. Uh, let's move on. A couple other stories before we wrap up today. Um, Greg, you know a lot more about this one, so I'm going to toss it over to you. But some there's some rumors going on that the Nintendo scrapped some, some 3DS plans. So, uh, tell us a little about that.
2: Yeah, so I was reading on like nintendo everything that they they did like some interviews and whatnot and it kind of seemed like the with the poor sales of the mario and the luigi games and obviously the bankruptcy of uh, alpha dream that a number of the Plant 3ds games actually had to get scrapped i guess there was like a fire emblem remake that they were working on among some other games that were um, not mentioned so yeah that that was definitely kind of uh interesting to see because i mean i think most people consider the 3ds to be mostly dead at this point so i guess it's kind of surprising to hear that they actually had much more games in the works but um I guess the good news is they can always port them over to switch as well as they were also saying too so perhaps we can see like the next fire emblem echo echoes game on the switch and i would definitely greatly like to see that i think i actually predicted that on our last uh e3 thing so
1: hmm.
2: i don't know what you guys think or have any thoughts on it yeah you can go with first barry
1: <clears throat> i think it was a safe bet that that's what they were doing because if you look at nintendo's release calendar for the last 2018 2019 for the switch <laughs> you had I think the only, like, semi-new game was the WarioWare game, which was really all the game like, 100 of the best games from previous WarioWare games. Uh, you had Kirby Epic Yarn getting a remake. You had Luigi's Mansion getting a remake. Two Mario & Luigi remakes. Fire Emblem Echoes. Uh, you know, and then a few <laughs> original titles uh, that were also put to Switch, like Sushi Strikers, Fire Emblem Heroes, or uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, I mean. Um, and that's the avenue that they were going to go down. And they, of course, they had Yo-Kai Watch 3, um, which is like, oh, that's a new game. And it is. But it came out two years ago in Japan at that time. So it was just really translating uh, Persona Q2 uh, from Atlas was one of the few third party titles. And even that was like it was an older 3DS game they just decided to bring over and they didn't even do vocal translation. It's just text. Um, the 3DS's writing was in the wall the second the Switch came into life. Uh, and, and I could see Nintendo trying to milk it with, oh, look, we're keeping it alive with, with remakes. that's it, doing the the least amount of work to pass at that point. The, the best thing for the 3DS was for it to just die because that will only help the Switch succeed. And I do hope they take these titles. And one of them rumored was Link's Awakening, was rumored to be in works for the 3DS, and then moved over to the... Uh, the Switch, which makes sense because it was made by Grezzo. Grezzo <laughs> did work a lot in the 3DS and did Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Start bringing them to Switch. Even if they were to take the existing 3DS ports and, and put them in a compilation, I don't think people would mind. I think they said, here's Ocarina of Time, 3D, and Majora's Mask 3D together. Boom. Um, people would go crazy. Like, all right, let's do this. You know, Put the Mario and Luigi games together in a compilation. Cool. You know, Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 put it together, I think it would be fine. So, they need to, actually Grezzo, I think, did Luigi's Mansion as well. Uh, they need to, uh, if they want to do that, they need to do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just move on. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, it's sad. Uh, there's always new possible games to play, but it was the 3DS was bleeding, it was hemorrhaging. They <laughs> Putting a Band-Aid on, it isn't going to do well, and that's obvious with the sales. Um, the Switch is just too much of a moneymaker right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it did make some sense to me at least that it would be true. I mean, it was kinda like the Wii U. I mean, even like with like the um Breath of the Wild or whatever being like the like Swan Song thing. Like even like the year before it came out it was still pretty like bone dry. Like you totally tell everything was like focused like entirely on the Switch development and Switch games at that time. So obviously they really wanted the Switch to succeed and obviously they still need to keep a few games going to the 3ds, but without something that's like a new Zelda game or Mario Kart nine or something like that, there's no way that they could have like expected like the 3ds to really carry on that much longer. I don't think, but maybe they're just too optimistic about it and whatnot. So, yeah, well, I think it's interesting. I think
0: uh, of the rumor itself, it's, it's interesting that, that it was because of the poor Mario and Luigi sales, because, like, that was, like, the third remake of that game. Is that is that right? I th- if I get that correctly, I think so. Like Yeah, they
2: did Superstar Saga, and then it was, like, Bowser's um, Story. And, yep. was, and then, did they do uh, there?
0: yeah, there was something else. But,
1: but like, I feel like it was, like, I mean... Are you I, talking just Alpha Dream or the remakes for the
2: 3DS? The, Mar- the Mario and the remake.
1: Just those two. It was yeah, was only the... So, but
0: I mean, I don't know if they, if those games are really going to sell well anyway, because of the, the, just the remakes, they're not brand new games and all those things. So I'm wondering, like, like, I don't know. I, I think it was, it's kind of unfortunate that they've kind of blamed those because I don't know if they were going to really have great sales. Anyhow, it's not like they put a brand new Mario Kart game out and they're like, oh, it had poor sales, So now we're going to end. I think the 3DS had, the writing was on the wall anyway. They needed to kill, yep. kill it and just move on anyway. Well, so, not only
1: that. But you, they, you're talking remakes of games that are already <clears throat> playable on the system, right? Because they're DS games, right? So, well, not Superstar Saga, but at least uh, Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah. You could already play that on the, the 3DS. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just better that they, that they moved on and, and I hope that, that some of those games I do, I hope they, they see some new life and, and just get, you know, tweaked some and and brought over the switch because I'm sure they, they have great ideas there. And I'm, I'm guessing that's what probably what they're doing with a lot of those games you know Nintendo's not necessarily going to throw out especially you know some of their their first party games they're going to just toss them out and never see them again they're probably already in the process of of tweaking them and saying okay this is a good idea but how can we bring this over to the switch and it, and it really it stops cannibalizing themselves and uh and they start to put all the the emphasis on the switch instead which which makes more sense in the long term so but, but uh but yeah it's i mean Another Fire Emblem remake? I don't know, Greg. Like, would you would you have liked to see that on the 3DS, or would you would you are you are you okay with with uh, never seeing that one?
2: (laughs) Well, if it's between 3DS and nothing, then definitely the (laughs) 3DS. But I would hope to see it on the Switch because I'm sure it's probably one of the ones that never made it over here, just like the the first Echoes game. Gotcha. Ah. Echoes.
0: Apologize, man cough like coughing a lot of air. Um, all right, so tomorrow, as as usual, you know, as it happens quite often around here, um, as I alluded to earlier, we're gonna be seeing another smash, uh, another smash direct uh, tomorrow, coming at eight a.m. Eastern time, if I got that correctly, I think, yep. and it's about forty-five minutes long. However, I think they've said that that uh, we won't see new characters. So forty-five minutes long and we're not supposed to see any new characters, what are they going to be showing in this thing? I'm assuming Terry. They're probably going to release him. I think there's been some possible leaks that maybe we'll see some Mii costumes. Maybe actually Geno and Doomslayer, Slayer, maybe? Um, will there be new modes added? What's going to be... Excuse me. What's going to be happening uh, tomorrow at this Direct? What do you think, Barry?
1: Well, I think... I think if they don't show at least the announcement show or for the fifth character, it would be a mistake. I mean, you're talking 45 minutes. If he was talking a 10 minute thing, it would be like, all right, it's not happening. 45 minutes. I know they're going to go over 6.0, which isn't coming right away, but is coming soon. <coughs> um, they did state that there was no more new modes, which really saddened me. And I mm. hope, I hope that they're retracting that. Um, maybe they're going to talk about the next patch of fighters that, that they hinted at uh, maybe give us a general theme. Like, are these going to be Nintendo fighters Is this going to be, you know, maybe an echoes, maybe they're going to show off some echoes. Maybe when they say no new fighters, maybe they don't not counting echoes. Maybe they will so show some, here's some additional echoes we're throwing in um, on top of the, the DLC characters. I don't know. Uh, I think 45 minutes is a long time. I do expect to watch Sakurai play, Two controllers hmm. uh, against himself, showing Terry's moves, and I do expect a good chunk of it to be about Terry showing him off and, hmm. and everything. That's fine. I'm, I think that's a safe bet. I think Terry might even launch tomorrow, uh, which sucks because it's already so much <laughs> going <Yeah>. on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's without new fighters, without new modes does this need to be 45 minutes or maybe it's just going to be a walking advertisement to play more games on this time, Neo Geo instead of Xbox, you know, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Greg, any thoughts about the, the direct tomorrow?
2: I have no idea how they're going to fill 45 minutes, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to be trying to figure out like actually watching it to see how they did it. Cause without any character announcements and, or any mode announcements, it's like are they were really going to spend like 35 minutes, like, zooming in and showing you all the finest details of, like, Terry's outfits, like, eight outfits, and <laughs> each of his, like, how this was taken from this game, and this was taken from this game, and then this move is from this game. I mean, they're like, you know, like, oh, the super, like, high-depth, like, coverage, or I mean, it kind of almost has to be if they're not really showing any, like, new characters or modes. I mean, I don't know if they'll have, like, a real trailer at the end, because it's technically not discussion of the new character but i don't know yeah that's usually how smash stuff works it's like oh like you talk about everything and then boom here's like the mm-hmm. trailer thing at the very end yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> man i apologize man i don't know what's going on i'm coughing a whole lot um but anyhow um yeah i think i think what she said barry i think uh we'll probably see sakurai try and you know, showing off all the the moves and everything of Terry and stuff. But I have no idea what they're going to fill all that time with. But uh, I guess we'll find out pretty soon. You guys waking up early? I got to wake up even earlier. It's 6 a.m. here in Mountain Time. You guys going to be up watching it live?
1: Uh, it depends if I go back to sleep. I'm usually up around 730 because that's when my wife leaves for work. But some days I just go back to sleep. Hmm. So if I can stay up, then yeah. But I'll be like a zombie watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't know we'll see
2: nice greg are you gonna be watching it live i'm looking it up right now to see what time it's gonna be over here because
1: uh that's gonna be 2, seven
2: o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah I, i'll i be able to watch it live because that's normally when i'm up and around and moving and... cool
1: did you see the other news about smash brothers that just happened too
2: i did not what just happened
1: um, smash brothers ultimate has officially become the highest selling fighting game of all time. And mm. the smash brothers series is now the highest selling fighting series of all in time among all its games. Like, wow. That's, that's pretty, that's Guinness a pretty Spiker. impressive stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all over 15 million units for smash ultimate so far,
0: <clears throat> man. Oh, congratulations. Nintendo. You're breaking records like crazy. Um,
2: Go figure. I just Just clicked on the most um, oblivious article ever about this because it's saying, like, oh, there's rumored to be a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 with a release date. (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's nowhere (laughs) near. Yeah.
1: I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, Since... since, This, the, we're having this now, it's uh, November 5th, uh, by the time of our next podcast, it, it's going to be the 19th. It's going to be right before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's going to be right before Black Friday, right before the big sales. Do you think between now and then or possibly right after the next podcast outside of this Smash Direct, we will see a final actual Nintendo Direct for, for 2019 or another indie direct or something along those lines? Or do you think the, the September direct was in fact the last one for all of 2019 we're not going to see anything else until mm. January
2: I think it's exactly what you had just at the latter I think it's definitely up until the January direct don't they, don't really, they don't details. usually have one around for them. holiday time
0: yeah I think I think really their only time is in, in a couple weeks I think if they don't have it, let's say on 20th or something like that, I don't think we're going to see it at all. Um, And I don't really know what else we have to see either. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they've already announced even about 2020 games. I mean, unless they wanted to give like a quick one that released actually like more definite dates of, of release dates, I could possibly see that, but but. I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know if they'd release like brand new stuff uh, at around this time.
1: There's also the Game Awards in early December too, right? That we'll which they probably usually make
0: them. the big stuff sometimes there. So yeah, and Nintendo is usually quite present there and at the Game yeah. Awards um, with with a lot of stuff. So yeah, I I think maybe it maybe it, a mini direct with like some some release dates for stuff we already know about but I don't know about a big one. Yeah, I don't know. that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah.
1: I was just curious what you guys thought. Yeah. So,
0: All right, well, that does it for the news. Um, just a reminder that you guys can send in questions and, and comments and everything, uh, of course, in the, the, the chat room while we're doing this live, but you can also send those in at podcast at nintendofuse.com. You can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that social media. You can join on our discussion in, in our Discord channel. All those links are going to be in the the description down below, and uh, you can also access those in your uh, podcast um, uh, show notes as well. Um, but uh, let's talk about some some upcoming releases over the next couple of weeks and what we're looking forward to playing. Uh, there's some there's some big stuff coming up, even though we've we're already backlogged. We've already got some games over the last couple of weeks we haven't gotten to yet. We've already talked about that. But over the next couple weeks, I mean, even today, we got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games 2020 that came out. Just Dance 2020 that I know you guys are pretty, all are excited about. But uh, on to, to cool games, we got um, Super Lucky's Tale. It's coming to Switch on November 8th. Jumanji is coming on November 8th, which I just thought, I thought that was interesting because the new Jumanji movies are actually video game based, and now we're getting a video game based on the movie, based on a made-up video game. Uh, anyway, um, and then we're having uh, Layton's Mystery Journey is coming on November 8th, Uh is coming on November 14th. And then a little game called Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, November 15th. Uh, Munchkin, I'm pretty excited about that one, uh, coming on on November 19th because I'm a big fan of the card game. Several other games that are coming over the next couple of weeks. But uh, which of those or others are you guys looking forward to playing over the next couple weeks? Um, Greg, what are, you, what are you excited about over the next couple weeks?
2: It's... Pretty much just uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which is also on my um, Christmas list. So I probably won't um, be buying it because I don't know if I'm getting it or not for Christmas time. So I'll probably just be hitting up the backlog pretty much for the remainder of the year because I don't mm-hmm. know what I put a quite a number of games on my list and not sure which ones I'll be getting. <laughs> nice. Nice.
0: Barry, what are you uh, what are you excited about over the next
1: couple weeks? Uh So many games. (laughs) My plan (laughs) is to finish Luigi's Mansion 3 by this Friday so I can start new Super Lucky Tale, which I'm really excited for. Uh, I I wanted to play that game on the Xbox One. I got it at launch on Xbox One and never played it. So now Hmm. I'm excited to do this version of it. Um, Hat in Time is also this Friday. which i right. (laughs) He wants me to play, and I do want to play. And if it wasn't for a little game called Pokemon, I would be (laughs) (laughs) tackling that next But I will be doing, hopefully, can finish New Super Lucky Tail before Pokemon, do Pokemon first. uh, Because that's Mm -hmm. something my wife's going to be playing, and this way we can trade and play together yeah um i also still need to go back to ukulele <laughs> the impossible dungeon which i said i would do after luigi's mansion 3 before i looked at the release schedule and said oh my god mm-hmm. and and mario and sonic the olympic games i i opened up my package earlier and there it was i'm like oh my god this is <laughs> here already i actually want to check that out with the whole 16-bit mode mm-hmm. but that's going to probably fall to december if, if that <laughs> it's just too many games
0: yeah yeah for <laughs> sure yeah, there's so many that I got I get caught up on. I want to play more of and then like Pokemon coming out already. I'm like, "Oh, no. I don't have time for another Pokemon game." Um but I'll I'll you be
1: getting didn't it. Let's so. go, did
0: you? <laughs> nah. I I yeah, I'm still bitter that I actually bought it, but um <laughs> anyway, um but yeah, i be getting uh I'll be getting Sword and excited about that and everything. So, uh yeah, I do want to I want to play um the ukulele game as well i was holding it's, off it's for very good. possibly getting a review copy of it but uh it doesn't look like it's gonna work out so i'll, I'll eventually be getting it because i really do um want to uh be playing it uh if you like donkey Kong country you'll like it yeah for sure um all right so let's see what else uh i feel like oh yeah super lucky stale as well as i mean it's more platformer games i'm i'm all over those kind of games so yeah, pretty excited about that. So, um, yeah, anything else that you guys are uh, looking forward to playing, doing, writing about anything? Got any big interviews coming up, Barry? I know you've been talking to lots of, uh, yeah. a lot of uh, developers and YouTubers and everything else recently. We got some uh, industry talks up
1: recently. So,
0: yeah, do you got any, any big plans over the next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, I've sent out some more emails, <laughs> but it's just a matter of time, and it's this crazy crazy time of year. Um hopefully I'll hear back and be able to set up something up before the holidays. Um my father-in-law will be up for almost 3 weeks for you know Thanksgiving and and into December and that time period I'm like virtually shot. Hmm. Like this I really can't do much there because it's all about taking care of them and and even if he's not around he's bringing those two dogs and they're beagles and they howl and they're going to be mixed in with our dog so <laughs> it's really hard to conduct an interview with dogs howling and i have no <laughs> idea what's going on upstairs so i again i'll see it all depends on if they're able to get back to me in time um but i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying some more yeah what should they uh what should people
0: go back and 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 listen to and watch I know you got a couple of recent ones. What's like the big one that if you're like, go listen to this one because it was the better one. Not that um, the was not that much bad, but what's what's the one that you, people should definitely go to first?
1: They are they're all good. Um, they're all very different. Um, I'm very partial to my interview with uh, Chris from Casual Bit Games, uh, just because I love the story behind Battle mm-hmm. Princess Madeline. I love the story behind the Kickstarter, and that is right now available for pre-order. Unlimited uh, run games, in fact, uh, it's interesting because now it's out, uh, and I we re- alluded to it in, the po- in, in that interview, but we really couldn't talk about it, um, but the interview does talk about um, the reasons why there's two versions of the game, hmm. and the Switch is actually getting the proper version of the game, in addition to the already existing version of the game, uh, which is interesting, so there's two versions of this game. And uh, there's more coming from him. Um, mm-hmm. He and I actually still talk uh, almost on a daily basis. Um, he's a really sweet guy. Um, I also am partial to the um, Adam Korolik, uh interview that just went up. Uh, that took me over a year to finally get mm-hmm. him settled down in fact i just got a uh, tweet notification he's in japan right now he's yeah the guy is travels like crazy i, mean, I know you listen to it the, he is all over the place um, but it's, it's it's a very casual fun conversation and, and i had a lot of a lot of fun doing that um the other ones i've done recently um i also Recommend you go there because there's are smaller developers, and the smaller developers really need love. Uh, they need to, you know, get some notoriety. They're they're trying to make their dreams come true by making these video games, and if we can help them, then then great. And uh, we'll see who else is is lined up. Uh, you know, if not for 2019, uh, maybe you know 2020. Um, I'm I'm always looking. I'm always trying. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
0: Greg, anything that you're uh, looking forward to beyond? Beyond on those games uh, over the next couple weeks? What can we be uh, expecting from you, or you're just, like, kind of zoned in to, to making sure that you uh, get all set for your first dive into Pokemon? <laughs> going
1: to be yeah. doing Dragon I, Quest?
2: Yeah, Dragon Quest 11 is um, first priority right now. Um, I did, I do have Pokemon sold on my um, Christmas list. I don't know if I'll get it, but that might be my first foray into Pokemon, <laughs> as it was discuss that i like the swords part so <laughs> nice nice it won't be a launch day purchase i'm sure I'm not gonna be done with dragon quest no. 11 <laughs> no and you know what i'm gonna i'm
1: gonna say this outright right now dragon quest 11 is a better game than pokemon sword and shield and i will say that boldly the, <laughs> even before just, you played just, it before i play it i will say it's it's gonna be a better game and especially better than xenoblade no <laughs> although the story is up there But it's
2: not Nice. Thing is, I actually love the first nine. I probably don't have any disbelief in your statement.
1: Honestly, I'll say this, Greg. By playing the first nine and liking the first nine, you are going to be crying by the end of this in tears of happiness and joy and just, oh my God, like so much love (laughs) is put into this game. Like, seriously, you will be so ecstatic by the end of this game.
2: Nice. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have some. uh... voice will be in a higher pitch (laughs) nice
1: oh i i so want to say stuff and i can't because (laughs) it would be spoilers and i don't want it to rob you of that just just enjoy this game i'm telling you you i'm looking forward to your year to
0: uh to doing a game chat on it eventually so um yeah i i don't doubt you because it's (laughs) i think dragon quest has always been better than pokemon Overall, doesn't mean that Pokemon's a bad game, but Dragon Quest is, is always going to be better. Um, so There's, it'd be surprising. Yeah, just to play uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for, uh, for episode 185. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, especially those of you guys that joined live in the chat uh, throughout this whole live uh, recording of this. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with others. And uh, our next podcast will be uh will be recording live on Tuesday November 19th um at 8:30 Eastern time uh 5:30 uh Pacific time and you can figure out the ones in between um but uh yeah thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you uh Barry for for joining me and Greg as well. Of course. And Always uh a We'll see you guys next time on November 19th. And hopefully we don't actually skip out this next time. So we should all be there (laughs) as long as this cough goes away. And by the next time, I should be good. So, (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: All right. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good night, guys.
2: Good night.